Special Masters Edition. How cool is it waking up to the Masters on, on a, on, luckily, on a college football weekend where we've had a lot of games canceled. Uh, quick update, Tiger Woods on the 13th, he is four under par. And real quick to catch you up on what's going on, there are one, two, three, four, five people tied at nine under. And a whole slew of people within about, we'll say, Five shots of the lead as we uh, introduce everyone onto the show today. Tony Agolini, how the hell are you, Mr. Golf? Doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, Carr, how the hell are you, sir? Good morning, man. It's good to see the Masters and not a replay first thing in the morning. Good not to see uh, a replay of a lot of stuff like we had about five months ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. ESPN's got you set all day with the rerun of the Georgia Tech Idaho State game from 1982. Oh, great. Wonder who won that one. And hey, and we watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I made it through about half a weekend of that junk, and then I was like, I've got to figure out something else to watch. Uh, <laughs> I had a whole Saturday of when I was watching the Ocho. So, yeah, I'm, I'll take the Masters live. <laughs> um,. And then real quick on the college football scoreboard for me before I get to mention this, there were three games last night, none of them close. Florida Atlantic beat FIU uh, 38-19, to the fight in Willie Taggarts. Um, Iowa 35-7 to against Minnesota. I thought that would be a little closer. I didn't think it was going to be a great game, but good Lord. And then uh, Cincinnati, number seven in the country, continues to roll 55-17. to they banged the over. Yay. <laughs> over was uh, 50, 55 and a half at kickoff. Um, and nice. there that that was a glaring number because of their matchup from the year before. The, the year before, and it was the same two quarterbacks. Uh, the total so not was 90 points. Yeah, it was like it was like right at ninety points, and I was like, I don't know about this fifty-five and a half crap. Um, but anyways, we move on. Uh, big time college football Saturday. We'll start off with the Florida Gators playing Arkansas in a game that will, sadly enough, it's one of the it's it's one of the more intriguing games of the day. Even though it's a seventeen and a half point spread, we've been robbed of a lot of matchups. So. The, remember y'all originally the masters was supposed to fade into Alabama LSU not as exciting as it would have been in years past but still you, you never know with the with the rivalry factor if LSU would have given Alabama some kind of a fight but we won't get that um 
Before we move into the Florida Arkansas, I'm assuming everyone saw the announcement by the SEC of allowing to. Uh, ha- so I'm a little confused by this, Tony. Explain to me what the hell the SEC is thinking, because so uh, it, it I think says the hope is it that- says that they can uh, move games to the 19th, but yet they're going to play the SEC championship game on the 19th, and the 20th is the selection committee. Are they trying to talk to the selection committee to kick it back a week? I mean, what's going on? Because it doesn't make sense to say we'll play games on the 19th when the championship's game's on the 19th. So how the hell, for instance, Alabama-LSU, how's how's that going to get pushed to the 19th when we know Alabama's probably going to be in the SEC title game? I think it gives them the ability to, to rearrange the schedule. Um, as And I think what they're taking into account is that um, Alabama's probably going to win the West. Like, they've... They're going to have to lose uh, a couple times since really a and is their biggest competition over there, and they already have the tiebreaker against them. And then on the Florida side, <clears throat> Florida's big win over Georgia last night means that Florida's got to lose twice, and Georgia has to keep uh, keep winning um, in, in order to for Florida not to win the East. So I think they're counting on both of those schools having that wrapped up, and then you're going to see um, like uh, – Georgia and Missouri play on the same day as the SEC championship game. I, For I what reason? Kind of they're counting on, but it also gives them an out where um, if they have to move that SEC championship game back a week, they can do so. But how would they do that if the voting goes down the, the day after the 19th? Uh, well, I mean, all the other games are pretty much meaningless. If you're like, if you're Georgia, Missouri playing on the same day as the SEC championship, that game's only for. So then what's um, the point of the, the game is my point. They still want them to play all their games, try and get as much revenue as they can, and yeah, you know, people pay for those. Yeah, but with fans not so being allowed in stands, that's that's where I'm confused. On a normal year, I get it, mm-hmm. but with fans not being allowed in stands, in yeah, the- I think it's I think it's mostly just fulfill the TV contracts, like the contracts they they want them to. If they can play games, they're going to play games, um, and then it'll just I guess fill up that day. I think that's the biggest part of it, but. Um, ultimately, I think they put this together just in case. And then, you know, if they don't end up moving it back, at least they'll have that date to play the meaningless games. And then Florida and Alabama will play that night in the SEC championship game. Okay. I just figured once again, this was the Southeastern Conference not being so good at math and going, well, no, 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 no. We can play the, the, the 19th and then the morning of the 20th and we'll be fine. See? That's all that's yeah, gonna Alabama's going to play three games on the nineteenth. We're going to play a, we're going to play a double header. It'll be fine. I, I don't I don't know what you yeah, I don't know what you're freaking hopefully out. Hopefully, we'll about. have all afternoon to rest, and Alabama will play two other opponents in the afternoon. This is when all the other stuff. learning centers need to uh, step aside. And let Vanderbilt take take control. See this what this is this is why you have Vanderbilt in the conference. Okay, let them do all the math and all the scheduling, and the other. 13 idiots get the hell out of the way and just play football. That's this. This is what I'm getting to. Okay. This is why you have to, you know, (laughs) there are certain schools that you don't go, well, you ought to be in charge of the scheduling. And I, and I, and I feel like they left Alabama alone in the room with the, with the marker and some crayons and a, and a, and a, and two or three pieces of paper because they had to, had to throw the first two away. It looks, it looks like Charlie from always sunny in that chalkboard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically, as long as the conference keeps Alabama happy, then, then, you know, yeah, right, so. because the whole the, the big thing that I'm taking away from this is it would be meaningless games on that day, um, because Florida and Georgia, excuse me, Florida and and Alabama, unless something catastrophic happens, are going to play in the SEC championship game. Right. Alabama or Florida has to it. has to lose at least twice, and that's assuming that the teams that are chasing them are going to run the table, which I have a 
hard time believing that some of these teams are going to run the table. What is funny about that is, so could Tennessee end up having to play another tough game that that day as well? Because they're already going to have to play back to back. What Florida and LSU? Would the A and M end up getting? Could, could, yeah, so maybe you'd have could like they move Tennessee that to, and, right? Yeah, Tennessee playing Florida and A and M back to back on consecutive weekends, something like that. Yeah, because I, I might, I might have that messed up in my head. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know Florida is the fifth, right? And yeah, and then yeah, because Florida had Tennessee that day, and then in theory uh, LSU on the twelfth, right? Bama on the nineteenth. So. Florida had. Um, I'm sorry. Tennessee has Florida and A and M on the twelfth. Okay, um, so so there there's a chance that next week's could get canceled, so they could end up getting Florida, A and M, and Auburn back to back to back to back weeks to end the season, and you wouldn't get the typical. Uh, we're back, baby. Wait till next year. It's gonna get hot. We're getting hot. But somehow yeah, but, uh, on a, on a three game losing streak, averaging losses by about seventy two <laughs> points, we will you, you you'll still hear that you'll still hear that there it's yeah it's when, a, when when you get that Missouri, uh, Kentucky Vanderbilt trifecta to end the season that that creates those Alzheimer's expectations yeah <laughs> the the, the, the Vols Vols fans say two things a year we're back and or we're young <laughs> at the same it time. depends on it depends on what game you're at right. We're back in June. We're young in September. (laughs) (laughs) And and in the spring, the second coming of Phil Fulmer and T. Martin is about to run out, is about to run out (laughs) on the field. You just, man, did you watch the spring game? That was incredible. It was 12 to nine. I saw nothing but offense on that field. We're ready to roll. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, man. You know it is. You've lived here, man. You know it's true up here. Yes. And I used to try to pull for them when I lived there, and it became increasingly difficult to do that. It is so much easier for, for Tennessee to be my secondary team when I'm not living in the state of Tennessee. I know I'm, I'm going right. to piss a lot of people off by saying that, but I'm sorry. It's true because the, the fan base is so unrealistic and so glass half, half full all the time. Now there right. is now there's the other side of it. You get Florida State fans who right now – are ready to burn Norvell at the stake, so I don't know which one I prefer, right? Tennessee fans would infuriate me with, man, you got to give him time. He's only been here nine years. And then Florida State fans are like, yeah, five games in a pandemic. I will let's just tear the whole thing up. So there's got to yeah. be a happy medium in there somewhere. It's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Florida, Arkansas. Florida is a – uh, essentially a two and a half touchdown favor. I've seen the, the, the line anywhere between 17 and a half to 18 to down to 17 this morning. Depends on where you go. Um, that seems a little high for me, even with the issues of their coaching staff with COVID, etc. I still feel like Arkansas has been playing decent football. Do I think they can win the game? Hell no. I think Florida is going to pull away. But I could see like a backdoor cover on this. I don't. I don't like that game at all. I don't. I don't like it one way or the other. I wouldn't take Arkansas. I wouldn't take Florida because Florida, I think talent wise, should be about a three touchdown favorite. But with Felipe Franks playing pretty decent football, I just feel like a game where Florida. May t- may take the 
foot off the gas pedal towards the end, Ar- <clears throat> Arkansas could could get a back door. Uh, Tony, we'll start off with you. What are the keys to the game today? Yeah, I'm kind of the same the same way you are. Like I've got like Florida twenty. I'm sorry, Florida 31, 21. I, I think it's a game either where Arkansas scores late to, to bring it within ten, or, or Florida scores late to pull away. Um, I think for me, it's uh, you know Florida's defense against uh, Arkansas's offense. I think Kendall Bryles has done a really good job with Franks. He, he doesn't ask him to do a ton of stuff. He um, really kind of turn him into a game manager. But I think Arkansas will take their shots deep, and, and that's where Florida's got to be careful. Um, like we were saying yesterday, the the um, strategy on defense is different this week than it was last week. Last week, you kind of loaded the box a little bit more. Um, it, it helped when uh, Georgia's – you know, Pickens didn't make the trip, and then the other receiver that scored the second touchdown actually snapped his leg, which was disgusting. Um, but they, they kind of ran out of receivers, so um, – you know, we were able to stack the box and, and knowing that Bennett Mathis couldn't hit guys deep, but with Franks, you, you can't give up on plays and you got to get to him and you got to keep him in inside the pocket when he gets out of the pocket. I think that's when he's most, the most dangerous. I mean, he, he's got a missile for an arm and if he gets out of the pocket and buys time and, and one of those big receivers gets, uh, gets behind the defense, then, then it could lead to a cheap, cheap touchdown. So I think that's the biggest thing uh, for me. And then Florida's offense, just keep trucking. Um, I'm going to assume we do not have pits today. In fact, I wouldn't play him the next couple weeks. Um, but Zipperer and, um, Zipperer and, uh, Gamble have played well in the, in the backup tight end position. Zipper had a touchdown the other day. Um, or Gamble had a touchdown. Zipper had a nice play, but I, I think Florida will be fine on offense. I, I think, um, Barry, Barry Odom will take over as head coach. He's obviously, uh, been head coach of Missouri, so he knows the game day stuff. But also, he's been a really good asset to their defense. I think he's done well with their defense. Uh, and the biggest thing, you know, Pittman won't be there, but he's been the best offensive line coach in the country probably for, like, the last 10 years. And, and it, this team reflects it. Like, they're both both sides of the line of scrimmage. They're very good. Um, so it's a good test for Florida today. And, and just avoid the Georgia hangover. And uh, it's at night, so it should be a fun atmosphere, even with the small crowd and uh, hopefully no letdown from Florida. Matt Carr, what say you on uh, Florida, Arkansas? What What are your ex- expectations today? I think the opposite of what Tony says, man. I think this is gonna. I, th- I say the easy money here is take the over. I say it's gonna. What be is like the 40, over right now? I, I haven't even looked at that. Uh, I think it's like sixty and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I say this is gonna be like a forty-five to thirty game. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Tennessee's defense, or uh, the Gators' defense, is questionable at best. And uh, Felipe Franks is coming back to play Florida. I think this will be a shootout, man. I think we win. I think we cover. But I think it's going to be a way the way over. I think what Felipe Franks should do is right before the game get at midfield, give an emotional speech about how he, he's he's happy to be back at Florida and he can't believe how they turned on him and didn't let him uh, come back uh, this year. Uh, heartfelt, you know, tear jerking get the defense even softer and then just light them up and we, and we take the over <laughs> uh yeah, him, uh, him go him picking arkansas that was a that was a big uh that big surprised shot the, the arm, hell out of me i i, I sh- it shocked me of all the places i was like arkansas arkansas has money man their boosters are great down there so anytime anybody goes there it doesn't surprise me at all they have a lot of money to spend and they spend it that must have been a hell of a bit it, you know, it, it was big for Pittman because it, it kind of gave him a good quarterback for a transition year. They really didn't have anything on the roster. And that's, I think that's kind of part of why he headed over there. 
Um, they do have somebody uh, – they, they signed a big-time quarterback last year who's not playing this year. But it gave Franks uh, gave Franks an opportunity. It gave Arkansas an opportunity to not have to start a true freshman this season. So um, he's been good for them. You know, you, you come from come from Florida and under Mullen. I think even in for that this the year and two games that Franks played in in 2019, I think it um, helped him move along. He, he really got forced into starting way too early at Florida just because our quarterback room was was so bad. Uh, Franks was a guy that was really raw. He had a huge arm, but he was just between the years, very raw and making reads and stuff like that. And was kind of a one man show in high school. So um, I think it's been good for him. He'll, I mean, he'll get drafted. He's, you know, six, six two thirty or so. And uh, uh, like I said, he, he can throw it through a wall. The problem is his, uh, where, where Trask is better than him. Um, a it's, it's making the reads, but also Trask's touch in part of it's because his arm's not as strong, but um, he, he's much better touch wise. Frank's would either throw 120 mile an hour fastball to a short receiver um, or throw a nice deep ball, but there wasn't an in-between. There wasn't, you know, that, that change up to hit the guy cutting across the middle, make it an easy catch, keep him in stride and, and you know, allow the receiver to make a move. Um, he, he struggled with, uh, you know, throwing guys open, but I liked him. He's a kid. He had a chip on his shoulder and uh, the fan base didn't like getting shushed, I guess, in that game against South Carolina a few years I'm ago. I'm sorry, but, but that was one of the funniest things. I've- <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it. I mean, to me, he, he probably listened to too much of the noise out there, you know, social media, stuff like that. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I mean, the kid was getting bashed left and right and uh, had that huge comeback against South Carolina, looked good against Michigan, and, and was probably going to do okay um, last year and, and obviously hurt his ankle. But I think it all worked out for both parties. I wonder. Speak, if, speaking uh, of guys that don't know their own strength, uh, DeChambeau just went down to 200 par. Uh, so uh, he could be making a charge. He, he still has three holes left uh this morning so uh oh man tiger just got a brutal brutal break off the tee i don't know if y'all saw that or not but he he there was a a lot of uh backspin he probably hit the ball i'm saying within four feet of the hole and it spun back about about 30 yards so anyways um were you about to say something matt yeah, I, I was saying, Tony, I was. I wonder if – because I like Felipe, too. I was a big fan of him. I was wondering, do we, you think we liked him so much because we had such bad talent the previous years or he was actually that good or good? I think that was part of it. Like, he, he had um, – like I said, he, he had all the intangibles and, and a play was never over if he got out of the pocket. Like, Cleveland against Tennessee, um, granted, it's a last-second play. Everybody's headed to the end zone anyway, but that play – developed and we had a great view of it that play developed because he was able to roll out to his right and set his feet and, and basically throw it as far as he could and it gave him right. enough time to get behind the defense but which is one of the reasons why if he does not accomplish his goal of getting in the nfl the boston red sox drafted him last year they did yeah and he said you know i'd rather play football but it is a backup option for him uh because he does have a strong strong arm and i i guess somebody clocked him in the uh, early to mid nineties. And they figured that they can help him to, I, from what, from what I read from the Red Sox report, when they drafted him, they thought that they could turn him into a relief pitcher pretty quickly. So. Yeah, they, um, I think uh, Driscoll got drafted as well. I think um, I forget by who, but before, before he ended up transferring to Louisiana tech and I think he's still on the clipboard somewhere, but, but yeah, Matt, I think to your point, I think uh, that was a big thing. I mean, you're, you're going through, you know, Tyler Murphy and Skylar Morningweg and, um, 
you know, Appleby. Harris. And, yeah, different different guys that, you know, were just okay guys. But then you had, you know, Franks come in. And, and Franks really was – it was between Florida and LSU uh, recruiting-wise. And Florida kind of jumped in late. And, and it was a big deal when he, when he committed. He was from Crawfordville, not too far um, from Tallahassee. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it was a big deal. But it was – when he came in, it was going to be like, this is a project. It's going to take two or three years. But then all of a sudden, before the Michigan game, Del Rio got hurt. Trask had a broken foot. And um, Franks was kind of last man standing. And they had brought in Malik Zaire, who was terrible, um, but got a ton of uh, got a ton of publicity that summer for transfer from Notre Dame. So I think that's it. I mean, he was kind of last man standing. Um, unfortunately, looked terrible against Michigan. Didn't I can relate to that. What, that I'm trying to think of that idiot's name that came from Notre Dame to Florida State, uh, the uh, quarterback transfer. Everyone thought he's oh, gonna be yeah, the yeah. everyone thought he's gonna be the second coming, and it was like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, Zaire showed up, and he's like, you know, five four, you know, <laughs> one hundred twenty pounds, and you know, he came in against Michigan, and he's got a lot of heart, so, though. So. Yeah, big heart. <laughs> he's young, man. Right. He, he's he's still growing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Matt, I think that's part of it. Driscoll, by the way, is uh, currently with the Denver Broncos. For four years prior to that, he had been with uh, the. Uh, uh, Bengals, and then of course everyone remembers last year he he ended up uh, ha- having a cup of coffee as a starter for the uh, for the Lions when the Lions uh, Matt Stafford was hurt. So he's he's actually turned into a decent little NFL career. Wouldn't surprise me if he if he goes into the coaching ranks from the things that, that I've read and, and heard about Driscoll <clears> is that he might end up uh, becoming a a coach down the road. Uh, yeah, moving think- on from that, we got uh, Canes. And Virginia Tech today, and that game—I believe that's a noon game, isn't it? Um, I got to pull that up, but I'm pretty sure that that's a noon game. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a it's a yeah, noon Eastern. It is okay. So that game intrigues me because Miami ranked in the top ten. Virginia Tech just lost to Liberty at home. And because of that, with it being 2020, Virginia Tech is a, is a, a two point favorite. I, I just I don't understand that part. I don't even know if they're. I doubt they even have fans allowed in the stadium because it's Virginia and Virginia is blue as hell now. So I can't imagine that. And they are so they've been on such a lockdown since the beginning of this with this you know second wave as they're calling it. I can't imagine that there's if there's any fans allowed in the stadiums. It's not much. So I don't – do you get why uh, – Tony, I'll start with you. Do you get why Miami would be an underdog in this game? I, I've got Tech winning the game. Um, I, and, you know, I, maybe a little bit of anti-Miami in there. but Right, but I, I'm I, saying I, from a logistic standpoint, if you're yeah. standing back and you're not a fan and you're just – let's say if you're a professional gambler, this, this line kind of smells. Maybe I am a professional gambler. <laughs> well, um, well, then I'm gonna have to ask you to get better curtains. Uh. I wonder if they think like I wonder if they think like Liberty's actually like that good. Um, you know, because they were four. You know, Liberty's what fourteen point underdogs last week, and and if I didn't take it, Six, I think sixteen. Yeah, if I didn't take it, I think everybody else was going to take that that Liberty game anyway. So. Um, maybe that's part of it. I, I think um, I don't know of any big injuries for Miami. It just it feels like after that Clemson game, I, I think maybe some people have for, kind of forgotten about Miami. I don't think they're that good, but I think they're they're good enough to go up to Lane Stadium and, and beat uh, <clears throat> attack in front of a full house, much less you know. I mean, that's capacity. my point. I'm surprised it's not Miami yeah. a two point favorite as opposed to 
the other way around. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not even yeah. saying that Miami can't lose this game. It's just an odd spread to me. Yeah, um, I'm with you there. So I, what's if you're taking a score in that game, what, uh, what's your prediction? I mean, probably similar to like Virginia Tech Liberty. I think probably like a, a field goal game, um, like a but lower scoring, probably like twenty four twenty one. Matt, what say you? I mean, the over under is sixty seven points. I guess the under is the obvious play here. I mean, I have no respect for Miami whatsoever or Virginia Tech, so I, I'm with Tony. I think it's a low scoring game about. Yeah, 27-24. Miami does Heck. play that no huddle offense, so so that's that's got a lot to do with that fast break offense that they've brought in with Derek King. Uh, I'd say that's why the uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of Virginia Tech games this year. I've only I, I watched the Liberty game pretty intently, and that's about it because uh, they haven't played much of a schedule yet as, as far as being in prime time or whatnot. Um, I think Virginia Tech's going to find a way to win, but yeah, I. Uh, 68 and a half sounds high, but Virginia gave up 38 to Liberty. So what the hell are we talking about here? Right. Um, Miami's definitely had the athletes that, that Liberty has, unless there's some kind of bad weather that I haven't looked at, which I always look at that before I actually, you know, lay any money down. Uh, they, the, I would think that the under would hit, but it, it would probably be a lot closer than what a lot of people think. It's not an easy under. Um, Angelo is joining us so let's go ahead and take a quick break when we come back it's going to be time for our stupid underdog picks we'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks hello my baby hello my honey hello my ragtime cow send me a kiss by wire baby my heart's on fire if you refuse me honey You're riding morning shotgun with the armchair quarterbacks. We're here weekdays on WAOC 96.5 FM, 14:20 a.m. and streaming on the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Download it today. Your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. What's going on here, guys? All right, coach. So basically, it was a holding call. But these dudes started me in their fantasy league, which is cool because this dude started our quarterback, but he started our kicker, and I started their defense, so it's kind of a pickle. Compromising the integrity of this game with your fantasy football leagues? Listen to me. If there was holding, you make that holding call. I don't care if it was on our team or not. I care about this game too much to let you... Coach, you started their defense too, didn't you? Yeah, you definitely started their defense. Damn right I did. I'm chair. If only the world was less like this. I could use a smoke. Hey, put that out. And more like this. I could use a smoke. You murderer! I might have children one day! Smoking kills, unless you kill first. <laughs> if you're around a smoker, you will die. Smokers may look relaxed and like they're having fun. Don't believe it. Vote yes on Proposition 421. Let's outlaw smoking everywhere, even in people's homes, and allow honest citizens to legally kill anyone who smokes. Let's live in a world without smokers. Prohibition works. Let's prove it. Let's move up the food chain. It's time to smoke the smokers. Vote yes on Proposition 421. We will make America great again. Armchair. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I go to mybookie.ag. 
It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Look, I wouldn't be telling you to bet mybookie.ag if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with mybookie.ag. Promo code SKIN, that's S-K-I-N. When you use that promo code, mybookie will match 100% of your deposit up to $1,000. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SKIN. haven't downloaded it yet the armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that i want to tap that why are you the way that you are Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. There's no need to fear. Stupid. Underdog is here. Stupid. Underdog. Stupid. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Stupid underdog picks are here and joining us is uh, Mr. Angelo. Angelo, how are you, sir? Good, good. I was listening to your ads and I have a question for you. I wonder how many coaches... Actually, not the, not about the smoking one, but how many coaches <laughs> do do you think do fantasy football? Um, uh, NFL coaches doing NFL fantasy football, I'd say very few. I don't think they right. have time. I just don't think I could see college coaches doing fantasy football, but I just don't. From everything I ever read and see, if you if you draw the short stick and work for a Jimmy Johnson type where you sleep at the office the entire season. I don't know how the hell. Can you imagine? Can you imagine walking? I'm just going to I'm going to use an old school person, but just I'm going to use him as an example. Can you imagine four of us are coordinators for name whatever NFL team, and we're in here screwing around in the meeting room waiting for the coach to show up and we're setting our, our fantasy football lineups and Bill Parcells walks to the door. <laughs> He's going to go straight magic Johnson. Remember that old story where magic Johnson took, took some guys, uh, this is when cell phones were, were really new in the NBA and magic Johnson became a, a Magic Johnson was a head coach for the Lakers. Cell phones were really new in the world. He took, he took someone's cell phone, slammed it up against the wall, and it exploded into a million pieces. I mean, can you even imagine getting busted doing that <laughs> by some of these really high – Vrabel seems like a guy that would go bonkers <clears throat> if you found out you're in a fantasy football league. You know, every time they lose a game, you're like, well, did your fantasy team do well? You know, I, I just I, – I would keep that to myself if I was – uh, that, that's like back in the day. I asked my buddy. I was like, I wonder if Tiger Woods is good at Tiger Woods golf. He's like, probably not. He's probably practicing and playing golf. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't imagine. Well, 
I don't know. There's a few years there where he might have gotten pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, I got. I guarantee his online name was not Tiger Woods. I guarantee he he, he hid that. <laughs> not Tiger Woods. That's his name. Four on Mexico. Speaking of questions we have for each other, is that a Save Bambi shirt you have on, or is that Milwaukee Bucks, or what? What do we got going on here? The Milwaukee Bucks. It, okay. So Milwaukee Bucks hoodie. Well, I didn't know if it was if it, if it was Awareness Save. Month for Bambi. You know? Save the deer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember when they they were in the playoffs a few years back, and this is before uh, the Greek Freak, and there was a sports bar in Milwaukee where a damn deer got like broke in somehow, and they and they had video <laughs> of it. It was going bonkers, and they didn't know what the oh, hell. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they they didn't know how to get rid of the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of so many sitcoms where basically I'd be I, you know being in the restaurant business for years. I can imagine walking in and go, nope, I'm out, man, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> Just <laughs> calling. Well, hopefully that restaurant didn't serve venison. <laughs> I don't. Right. I don't. I don't think they ever cornered that sucker, man. I think they just finally uh, opened enough doors, and he got he got the hell out of there because that was not a Bambi. That was a full blown uh, buck that, that had gotten into. That was, the, that was a man. Yeah, <laughs> he was forty. Um, okay, stupid underdog picks. Real quick, let me get everyone caught up on the standings. Gotten really tight as Tony hit the big one uh, last week. Uh, right now. We are looking at Sean did hit the Notre Dame game, so he's got 31. Tony has jumped into second place at 24. Angelo covered the spread, so he is back up to 23. So y'all are neck and neck, and I'm behind Angelo at 22 and a half. And Matt Carr is sitting at nine and a half. He didn't hit last week, but he did cover the spread. Uh, man, I was so close to hitting that freaking Arizona State game. I was not a happy camper with those chokers, man. I was not a happy camper. It's one thing to lose it close, but when you see them just choke the damn thing away, I was like, good God, man, just uh, slow them down. You don't even have to stop them. Time is on your side and, you know, freaking uh, getting two fourth downs, four, fourth and ten or more, and then getting an onside kick to blow the game by one. Ugh. Matt, did, didn't you have a close call as well? I, I forgot. Honestly, I forgot who I picked. I thought I picked Arizona State last week, so I, I forgot who I picked. I think I think you had Baylor. I think they lost by a touchdown. Angel, oh yeah, yeah. Angelo Baylor, Baylor was up. Angelo had a close call because his team was was winning for most of the time. Kansas Kansas State, and they ended up losing by a two point conversion. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and get into the picks. We will start with Mister Carr. Carr, where are you going today? This is a pure hater pick, but uh, I'm going Boston College over Notre Dame. Boston. That was mine. Damn. And I got 11 and a half. I'm going to cross that one off. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I, there's, I, only like, there's only like nine games. <laughs> I, I was thinking of back in the day of the freaking uh, – of the um, was it 93 where Boston College upset Notre Dame after Notre Dame got the big win, and then the yeah, very the next week one. they choked. Uh yeah okay so 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 I'm number two so that it leaves me to two games that I've got uh got to pull up the where where the current um yeah, all right Tom Tom Coughlin of course the coach of that Boston College team yes um I'm gonna go with the Florida State Seminoles getting ten and a half uh, against um. NC State. I was on the fence. 
it looks like Jordan Travis will probably play. Uh, if he does not play, I'm going to regret that pick. But um, Arkansas getting 17 was my other one that I was thinking of. But um, I think Arkansas have more chance of covering the spread than actually winning the game. So then the next pick would be, uh, I believe it's Angelo's next, right? Isn't that what Yeah. Yes, Angelo. Um, I will take Michigan State seven and a half. Michigan State, seven and a half. And they're playing Indiana, right? Correct. You are just not a believer in Indiana, are you? <laughs> I tried no. to tell you about Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> you well, told me all summer how bad Pittsburgh was. We found out. Did you find out what a Pit Panther was last Saturday night? Because I, I sure did. <laughs> not in the way I wanted to either. No. Uh, so Tony, that, that comes down to you. What is your pick? Um, I'm tempted to hedge my bet with, uh, Arkansas. Cause I do think that line's too big, but I'm going to go with Wake Forest, uh, actually beating, uh, North Carolina. What was that line? I believe it was wrong. Like, I think 14 or something like that. Something like that. It was, it was right in that same neighborhood as the Boston college game. I remember seeing that at least they pull it up. Real yeah. Quick. The three, I, the three I had written down were Boston college, wake and, uh, Arkansas. So if somebody snagged that wake pick. I would have hedged my bet with Arkansas. So 13 and a half wake and the, Oh, the man, a lot of people have jumped on that BC BC's down to 11 and a half. Yeah, game. I've listened to the sports talk the last couple of days. I've heard that the BC pick's been about as It's gotten too living. popular. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on too many people's radars, which means Notre Dame's not going to blow them out. Because um, that thing was up to 14, 15 points in the beginning, middle of the week. Now if that Vandy, if there was more risk and reward on that Vandy uh, Kentucky line, I might have taken Vandy. To no get their first way three. in hell they were talking about on Daily Wager yesterday. I'm not putting money on freaking Vanderbilt football until I see <laughs> someone else come through those doors. They are yeah. they are terrible. They're oh they've played a lot better in the last few weeks. Well, mainly because two of them were buys, so that you know of course they played better. No way in hell. Uh-uh. <laughs> Vanderbilt is sucks. I know. I think it's more of an indictment at Kentucky. They can't throw a forward pass. So I know, but, but their defense is going to shut down. Kentucky is is Vandy football from twenty five years ago. Right. Remember old Woody Ball? That's what yeah. that's what Kentucky football is now. Yeah. Anyways, Woody let's move, let's move on. Uh, I'll get those uh, picks uh, into the uh, into the thread here in a second, in case. Y'all wonder, you know, who picked who and all that stuff. I'll get that in a second. But uh, let's move on to the Florida State-North Carolina State game. Uh, Angelo, uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to be pretty. Um, you know, with Jordan Travis's injury and not knowing what's up with him, uh, I mean, Chubba didn't look great, but also, but also that was he came in in garbage time, right? Um, so if he got a full practice in, we'll see. Um, but, you know, the, the attrition has started with a lot of players dropping out for the remainder of the year. Uh, I think I saw somewhere that 74% of our players are uh, – of the Florida State players are underclassmen, freshmen or sophomore, which is the youngest in the nation, I believe. Um, I saw that stat somewhere. I'm not <laughs> – so I, I'm, I'm banking on the future for that one. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be pretty. Um, we're young. The fact that it's a win, we're young. <laughs> exactly. right? we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, it's just I think there's too, too many positions that are revolving doors with the players. Um, I didn't see anything last week that 
made me feel hope for this week. Um, usually I'm an optimist. So for me to be saying this, it's kind of, I, th- I think this, I think the, the door is kind of shutting down on any hopes of um, even when, I mean, I don't see another win the rest of the year, to be honest. So I, I think we'll be close in some games. I just think we're too young, too inexperienced to, to be winning the games. And now that our, our top linemen love Taylor is out too for the year. It's going to be uh it's going to be ugly. I think. All right. Well, I'm going to play the contrarian on this, and I'm going to say the floor state does have a chance because, first of all, I'm starting to think that Travis may play because they've been too tight-lipped about it. If he was uh, not going to play, I feel like they would have put that out there Wednesday or Thursday. So I'm, I'm thinking he might play. And if he plays, I see them being able to move the ball on that NC State defense, which there's a big difference between what Florida State faced last Saturday and what they're going to face this Saturday defensively. Now, conversely, NC State's offense has looked a hell of a lot better than what Pittsburgh's offense looked like. Florida State lost that game after getting out to a lead because there were there were two main factors. A, FSU's defense is a sieve. And then the other main thing was the Pitt defense put so much pressure on whoever played quarterback that it, 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 it borderlined on the absurd, to be honest with you. Like, it came to a point where I was like, do we not have a screen pass in the damn game plan? I mean, can you not do something to get the damn – every once in a while, you've got to do things like that if your offensive line is struggling just to keep them from pinning their ears back and coming back and just exploding on you. So I think the key to this game is I don't think we're going to get much of a running game going because I don't count the quarterback scrambling as a running game. But – what Travis can get on his legs can keep the keep the offense, excuse me, keep the uh, NC State defense honest. If it ends up being the Purdy show, then I have a lot less confidence because he does not look like he's ready at all for any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I, I know a lot of FSU th- fans think that he's going to be the savior and whatnot, but he's got to have an offensive line around him to grow. And now you've got all these guys who have dipped out that are basically saying, "Well, this season's over with, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be selfish and go go my separate ways." I'm fine with that because they made a big deal about uh, Marvin uh, Wilson's injury and how he's not gonna. He sucked all year long. He hasn't been worth the damn all year. He should have went in the draft because his draft stock has plummeted. There is no way. Last year, he was gonna be like a late first round pick at the worst, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that guy scrapes in, into the second round this year. I think he's a third, fourth, maybe even a, he might be a fifth round pick at this point. Yeah, I saw I saw projections and I didn't see Wilson or Terry in any of the I think top two rounds. No, uh, Terry's a bum. Terry's a bum. He's skillet hands. Um, so you know, I, I just wanted to say something real quick too about the the Chubba Purdy thing. How many times do we play against true co- true freshmen, right? And they look like studs. Right, even if it's just for a game, how come we can? When was the last time Florida State? I mean, this may be going back, so maybe more. Uh, you may be able to answer it. Uh, a true freshman came in and did well for us. I mean, you had Jameis, but he wasn't a true freshman; he was a redshirt at that time. Well, I mean, prior to we'll say ten years ago, that wasn't a thing in in, in a college football. In fact, the entire Bowden regime was always built on. The senior started and the junior sat and waited for the senior to graduate, and he had a revolving door, which was great. This was before you – in fact, t- 
Tony remembers this. It was news when someone declared themselves eligible for the draft as a junior, right? Now it's news if they come back as a senior. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't re- recall Florida State ever having a true freshman to do that. The closest thing I would say would have been uh, Jameis Winston came out of nowhere. No one expected him to do what he did. Uh, but prior to the Jameis Winston, Jimbo Fisher era, Bowden didn't believe in that. So Bowden would have never put a freshman in. Uh, mm-hmm. I do remember a very young quarterback with a lot of f- hype and not doing anything. Thank you, Chris Ricks. But uh, I, 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 I'll say one thing. <laughs> After what I've been watching the last couple of years, I I'm, I miss the days of Chris Ricks. Like, that's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> it's like, God, at least I would love to have a guy running around out there with the ability to complete a pass. Now it's like, it's just, it's an absolute just dumpster fire. Um and during the offseason, you know, we'll talk a lot of smack about how, you know, we wish we would have played Florida, but the honest engine answer is that when we, we dodged a bullet, dude, that would have been bad this year. We've got a year to get ready for Florida now because it is not looking good. Um, the the main thing to change Florida State's fates is going to be that offensive line. It's a broken record. We've been saying it for three years, but that offensive line is atrocious. And FSU hasn't been competitive since that offensive line has been terrible. And so that's why I think the, the issue is. But they've got a chance tonight because NC State's defense is not locked down swarming defense, so you should be able to move the ball. It's whether you make the big plays, et cetera, et cetera. And I honestly think losing Tamar and Terry is, is a good thing for FSU because he was so inconsistent. He would make some great plays, but there was also balls that hit him right in the hands. And I think, once again, that guy's going to be a, a fourth, fifth-round draft pick. There's no way you draft him high if you're an NFL team there's always like 300 receivers that come out in the NFL draft. Now I don't see how Tamri and Terry is even close to being someone that you would want to spend a first or second day pick on. So, uh, real quick, Angelo, what's your score? 41, 17. God, you've got us getting beat 41 to 17. <laughs> it's just the defense. It's the defense. I think, you know, if, if Jordan Travis plays, I agree. Sure, I'm that. glad I, I sure I'm glad I ruffled your feathers this morning. You're very <laughs> thanks for coming on and lightening my day, there, Angelo. It, it's too cold. It's too cold outside. I'm mad with, but, with uh, your terrible score and what could only be, uh, you know, depicted as if you don't see the logo as possibly Miami Hurricane colors. You got kicking there. <laughs> Every time I say they're going to win, they're going to lose. Every time I say they're going to lose, I thought they'd get blown out. I get USA. a loss, but 41 to 17, man. I'm going to be upside down in a bottle of Jack before halftime, if that's the case. Uh, Tony, be kind. What's your score? I mean, it's funny. I feel like I've been kind the last, like, three weeks or so talking you guys up, and it's come to the reality that maybe you guys aren't that good. So, oh, you um, think? Deep, deep thoughts there. Um, but yeah, no, back, to your, back to your point about quarterbacks uh, um, under Bowden, he had a great plan where, you know, a quarterback would be a junior and a senior and the next guy wouldn't have to start till um, he was a junior. Right. And, um, you know, that went back to even probably the McManus days. And they used to let um, whoever the backup quarterback was would get a designated series. That went all the quarter. way back as long as I remember watching Florida State football. And we're even yeah. talking about uh, – what was his name in the in the late seventies? Uh, Jimmy J. Wallet and uh, what was his, I think his last name was Jordan. 
Uh, yeah, and then you had what the trickhead that was at MTSU wasn't he a former? Uh, he was a former FSU quarterback. Yeah, but he too. never really played much. But then you had like the Kelly Lowry days, and the, yeah, yeah. It, it was always the junior, senior, and then and then yeah. whoever was a freshman and sophomore learned, and and they were always chomping at the bit to become a junior, essentially. Yeah, the, the, you're talking about hype quarterbacks. The one I'll always remember was uh, Dan Kendra, uh, coming from Pennsylvania, and then who actually, actually played I, in the NFL. Yeah, and I actually, uh, you know, he was behind Busby, who I actually ended up randomly meeting a few weeks ago at a golf tournament, which was pretty funny. So, um, but anyway, I, I, I'm I'm not as far as Angelo. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I think it's going to be a very similar game to probably North Carolina State Miami, where it's a high scoring shootout. I, I, I do like um, the the quarterback for NC State. I think he's done well taking over for who the guy who was their starter in the beginning. I mean, they've got really good receivers. The running back's pretty dynamic. Um, so I'll, I'll take NC State, like, say, 42, and then FSU, 31. Yeah, Kendra was a Penn State. Uh, yeah. Uh, originally was going to go to Penn State, flipped, came to Florida State, and they thought he was going to be this big quarterback. By the time he ever hit the field, they'd already moved him to fullback because he, he, he was up there breaking bench pressing records at Florida State. Right. And Bowden infamously nicknamed him Devil Boy because, well, you probably couldn't do that nowadays, but uh, Kendra uh, came in one day after work, working out and he'd blown the blood vessels in his eyeballs and was his eyes were blood red because he had lifted too many weights. And they're like, man, this guy might be a meathead. Let's put him at fullback because I don't know if we want him making decisions out there. Yeah. And he and he did meathead things, man. He would get in fights with linebackers and defensive tackles and stuff. And they're like, that's a good thing you're not our quarterback. <laughs> uh, Carr, what's your score? Be kind. Um, I think North Carolina State, that's been my little darlings of the year anyway. So I'm going to say probably around An- Angelo's score around, I'll say – 38 to 10. All right. I've got Florida State flipping the script because uh, if I'm going to take my stupid underdog pick, it'd be pretty stupid for me to pick him to get blown out. So I'm going to say Florida State 28 27 in a classic, instant classic. <laughs> instant classic <laughs> that'll be on that'll be on the Ocho tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's move on from that and. and Make some uh, hot picks, and then we'll get uh, one big thing out of everybody. Um, uh, let me see. There's not a whole hell of a lot of games, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to scroll through them. Uh, quick pr- quick prediction. Angelo, Notre Dame, Boston College. See, I was going to take them for my underdog pick. Uh, I think BC is going to keep it close, but I think, like you said, Notre- everyone's pushing the BC um, agenda here. So I think I think Notre Dame's going to come out. I think it's going to be a close game, close-ish in the first half. Maybe a, a a one possession game, but I think Notre Dame's going to come out on top. I think they'll win. Uh, I'll go thirty one to twenty. Carr, uh, Boston College. That's my underdog pick. I think they win twenty seven to twenty four. Tony, I'm taking Boston College. Uh, I think low scoring too. I think like twenty one seventeen Boston College. I've got Notre Dame winning this game. Uh, I'm glad I got them at 14 in the hook uh, earlier in the week. So I've got Boston College keeping it close, but I think it's going to be something like 34 to 20. And uh, at at the time, I got 14 and a half points. I think it's going to be a nail biter on my end, but but they find a way to do it. Uh, The next one is – what the hell did I do with it? Um, Well, somehow I lost my college football page, so let me refresh it real quick. Uh, Okay. Um, 
Indiana, Michigan State, Tony. I mean, I don't want to believe in Indiana, but I feel like I kind of have to, and I, I definitely don't believe in Michigan State. So I'll, I'll take Indiana. And by the way, if this was a non-COVID year, that Indiana coach would be at the top of everybody's uh, uh, get list alongside a few freeze. But like we are talking, there might not be that many fire openings, firings, and all stuff. He's done year. a great job like the last three years there. I mean, it's just yeah. unbelievable. He's a Tampa, well, and, and he's got good recruiting connections too. He's got some Tampa roots and – uh, brought some kids uh, from down here uh, up there, and they did have a quarterback from Jacksonville, but he he ultimately got beat out and transferred down to uh, – I think he was the quarterback for FAU last night uh, from Ponte Vedra. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Indiana in that one. Um, I don't know, score-wise, let's go 31 to 21. Angela? Uh, Michigan State, I'm going to keep it low scoring. I think it's going to be – I'm doing the math here. 17-10. Carr? Uh, I believe in Indiana, man. They're fun to watch uh, this year. I got them winning 28 to 17. I like uh, Indiana as well, and I'm going to I'm gonna do to Angelo what he did to me, 41 to 17 <laughs> on his stupid underdog pick. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and double down there. <laughs> Indiana, remember that. I'll remember that one. <laughs> Indiana's going to roll. Uh, I, t- I took Indiana back when it was six and a half. I just don't think Michigan State's going to be able to keep up with them. Um, that's – Two of my six pack, by the way. Uh, the the next one, th- this one intrigues me. Tony, what's your score? Penn State three and a half point favorite at Nebraska. I was hoping you'd bring this up. Two two teams who are Nebraska is truly not good. I think Penn State's just um, you know they, they had the gut wrenching loss to Indiana, and then they had to play Ohio State. So I don't think they're as bad as their record, but I know my Penn State friends pretty frustrated. They're they're playing just blah there's no emotion there's there's just they're they don't look like they're excited to be out there so i i, I think maybe scott frost gets his first win uh of the season this weekend and i think this is a give up year for penn state <clears throat> angelo uh 13 to 10 13 to 10 okay angelo what's uh, the score? i think penn state is gonna come out um when i, I have 24 17 car i'm going penn state big 30 to 14. I'm more along the same lines. I think Penn State gets it 31-17. I just don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm not impressed by Nebraska. I don't know if it's all Scott Frost's fault, uh, but I feel like that he had a lot of talent in a conference where he, he had much more talent at, right? And, and so he was playing with uh, all, almost like a, a loaded hand when he was at UCF. And I think he's the exact opposite at Nebraska. We're starting to find out what kind of a coach he is because he has lesser talent in a much more difficult conference, and he's just getting his butt kicked every morning. Well, and he also – the I think one of the bigger mistakes he made is he – and a lot of coaches do this, but he brought that just about everybody who would come from UCF with him, he brought, and they did not have a very experienced coaching staff. And there's a lot of people that wanted him at Florida – and I would have been upset if we hired him, but my caveat with him was he, he has to bring in big time assistants with experience. And, and, you know, he brought in a bunch of 30 year old assistant coaches and, you know, in a conference like the big 10, where you've got some all world coaches, most of them are on the other side of that conference, but you know, there's still great coaches in, on his side too, with Ferentz and Wisconsin's coach and all that. I think, uh, I don't think that helped him out either, but that, that Nebraska program was in such dire straits. Their conditioning was terrible. They don't do steroids anymore. Uh, a lot of things uh, uphill uh, for them, but I, I think he's an all right coach. But yeah, he's in over his head there. Yeah, they, I think he has the same talent he had at Florida. He's just—it's a different conference. 
Well, it's also to the effect of uh, if 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 I'm a young coach coming into a big conference like that, and I don't have experience. Man, I would have surrounded myself with experience. I would have surrounded right. myself with guys yeah. who have 15, 20 years on me, right? And but but to your point, he brought in basically a staff where he's the experienced one. Who the hell wants to do that? Anyone who's ever <laughs> successful in business always says surround you with guys that are better than you, or at least perceived that way. Don't don't go in there as the mentor. You know, <laughs> be the mentee. <laughs> Uh, next game on the docket, Illinois getting six at Rutgers. Tony. <laughs> Man, you, you, you get a game like this. You, you just gotta, you just gotta, um, you know, enjoy the moment and really cherish these days that we have Illinois playing. Who? Rutgers. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll take Illinois. <laughs> You seem lost there. I, I thought I was talking to Joe Biden. Uh, Six to three. Six three barn burner. Okay. Uh, Carr, I'll throw a different one at you. Um, Thank you. Georgia State versus Appalachian State. No, I'm joking. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot to pick from here today. Uh, Carr, you seem to uh, have a, a good grasp on the Pac-12. USC versus Arizona. It's a 14 and a half uh, this point is spread. A, yeah, this is, again, a purely hatred pick. I'm going Arizona by a field goal. Angelo, Louisville, Virginia. This is in your wheelhouse. That's good. That's a, I was going to say, that's a good game. Um, let, me, let me see what I wrote down about this one. Uh, it's a UVA's favorite three and a half. I think, I think Louisville is going to sneak it out. I think it's going to be uh, a close game all the way through. Um, I'm going to go Louisville 27, UVA 24. Okay. And I'll pick a stupid one that no one's going to pay attention to, but it's it's in my six-pack. SMU is a one-point favorite at Tulsa. Give me the Mustangs to roll. I think, I, I think SMU is a little underrated. I don't know how they are. They've been good for the last several years, but SMU's got that, – not that Tulsa's not good, but I think SMU's just – Inherently, usually underrated, and uh, I got the Mustangs to roll. Okay, two more big games. So I'll throw a match all at once, and then give me your one big thing. Um, Oregon minus eleven at Washington State, and the Wisconsin game minus six and a half at Michigan. Tony, I'll start with you. For some reason, I'm year after year, I'm dumb enough to keep pick keep picking Michigan in these kind of games. I'm going to take Michigan over Wisconsin. Wisconsin hasn't played in forever. Uh, maybe Milton's figuring out some things at Michigan. So I'll, I'll go Michigan. Uh, the other one, uh, I'll go Oregon. I just think Oregon's loaded. I think they're that much better than everybody else. It's just a matter of them uh, getting through the schedule. Call, uh, and, and what's your one big thing? Uh, let's see. Oh, I think Ole Miss is going to beat the brakes off of South Carolina, and uh, maybe South Carolina pulls the trigger Sunday or Monday. Oof. That excites nobody because nobody wants to hire Muschamp. <laughs> I, take well, him maybe, as, I would take him as defensive coordinator. Well, I was about—I was just about to say maybe Scott Frost go grab him as a defensive coordinator. So can you yeah, can you help? He's me? a fantastic coordinator, just just not a head coach guy. Speaking of meatheads. I think him and Dan Kendra come from the same line. Uh, Carr, <laughs> what are your predictions on that? G give me your um, uh, two picks against the spread, Carr, as well, and then your one big thing. Uh, two picks against the spread. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 
Oh, Lord. Uh, Arizona versus USC is 15. Um, and then I'm going to go – there's not a lot of games. Um, and then I'm going to go Florida the over – Just I think Florida's going to roll that game. So, I think Florida over Arkansas by uh, three touchdowns. And then uh, what's your one big thing? Uh, it's not college football related, but Tiger Woods will be in the final pairing on Sunday. I like it. Uh, Angelo, what are your predictions on those uh, on that Wisconsin so, game and the uh, uh, Oregon so game? I'm, and, uh, so I'm going to be watching the Michigan game actually with my uncle who's uh, – when they came over from Greece, they moved to Detroit. So I have a lot of family over in Detroit, and they're all big Michigan fans. Um and I said to him, I was like, oh, we'll both be in misery together. <laughs> both games are at 730. Right. Uh, but I think I think Wisconsin is going to win. I think that Michigan is going to have a losing season uh, in that Harbor. This might be the uh, the final nail in his coffin, Harborough, Harbaugh. Um, and then I think Oregon's going to win uh, pretty handily. Uh, my one big thing I would say is that the New York football Giants are going to beat the Eagles tomorrow and uh, be within a game, game and a half of first place. In that dreadful that NFC East, no Giants. That, wouldn't that be something? Had, had they pulled off that W about a month ago when, when, when they played the Eagles the first time, which they should yeah, have I, won that game. Yes, they should have won that one and the the, the Buccaneers one. They were up. Yes, Devontae Freeman uh, getting injured in that. And they get. Are you hearing that Devontae Freeman is going to play or not? I, 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 yeah. No, he, I don't think so. He's not on IR. Did they just put him there this morning? Because he hasn't been there. Last night they did. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that then he probably won't play. <laughs> so we, we we got Alfred Morris. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know he was still playing until. You're gonna team. need Joe Morris. What the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> As a Jaguar fan, go Giants. Uh, what? Why does that matter? <laughs> no, they need, they need the Giants to keep winning for the oh, uh, tank for the for, draft pick. I thought you hated Philadelphia for, for some weird, like one weird Sunday that no one remembers in like 2013, no, no. where the Eagles beat the Jaguars <laughs> or something. Okay. It's actually funny. The Jaguars never. It's like they never play the Giants. I don't remember a single game between the two teams. I know they played, but I don't remember any of them. Uh, yeah, now that you mention that, I don't. I don't yeah. remember that. The Giants have always been. I've got two teams I pulled from the N NFC. It's always been the Bucks and the Giants, and I don't remember them playing. I, I mean, I feel like they had to have. I feel like at some yeah, point. They do. It's just none of them are memorable. I feel like anything. Tom Coughlin had to have crossed paths. Yeah, and, and, they had like a Tom Coughlin bowl, I think, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. They had to have. I just, they're, they're not very memorable. I think it's because <laughs> none of them, neither one of them have ever been good at the same time. Right, exactly. Because the Jaguars have had about three years where they've been good. <laughs> it's really, it's really hard to catch that intersection. Um, I think Michigan is going to get thumped tonight. I think, I think the Wisconsin. I I talked about this earlier in the week, but the but the game last year still sticks out in my mind. Where I thought Michigan had a chance. I thought they were, you know, oh, this is going to be a great game, and it was thirty-five to nothing at the half. It was yeah. unreal. They were, and they're going to do more of the same. And their quarterback is back, by the way. We talked about that. Uh, I guess it was yesterday. Their, yeah. I, I heard last night their quarterback will, uh, is is well. He's expected to play. He just has to 
clear protocols, yeah. but he's expected yeah. to play. So I think Wisconsin's going to roll, and uh, I, I hope they do because I want to see an undefeated match between Wisconsin and Ohio State for the Big Ten championship. I'm so tired of the Big Ten championship being junk. I want to see like you know an actual you know do or die. The winner of this gets it, as opposed to well Ohio State. As long as they don't lose by forty, they're going to go to the playoffs anyways. Is Ohio State are they off today? Are they off because of COVID? Yes, uh, they okay. they were supposed to play Tua Tonga Viola's. Uh, brother. I, I wanted to watch that game. I didn't know if it was canceled. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, one no. of uh, five major conference games. There were, well, there's a sixth one out in Pac-12 country. And then they got the weird one that's going to be played. UCLA game is going to be played Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. I believe it was Eastern because they don't want to coincide with the NFL. And if it's Eastern, the, to me, that's what I keep hearing him saying, 9 a.m. Eastern. If it's 9 a.m. Eastern, then we are talking about 6 a.m. local time. I don't know if that's true. I feel like that they were. That can't be because then they have to get to the stadium at like, what, 5, 430? That's what I would think. Midnight. So uh, that's what I I figure that's got the, the guys. I heard him say it twice, once last night and once this morning. And I was like, that can't be right. That's got to be 9 a.m. Local time. Yeah, they're they're throwing that on uh, FS1 too. Um, let me see. But that's a weird. Yeah, time? it's got it's what got noon Eastern okay. on my CBS okay. app. So, so that yeah. makes a lot more sense. Although I'm telling you, that's not early enough because they need to be getting that thing kicked off by 11 a.m. ish. Because you're gonna bleed. What you're gonna you're gonna watch a three hour, four hour possible college football game of Pac-12 football when the NFL's kicking? Oh, okay. I was going to say only an idiot like me would decide to do that, although the Jags are playing Green Bay in, in front of an empty Lambo, so who knows. Yeah, and and I've got uh, Aaron Rodgers in a few leagues, so I don't want to miss that. <laughs> that's that's going to be like four Packers players. Dude, that's going to be I'll be watching Chip Kelly fall on his face. That's going to be touchdown city. Um, I think – that not only Wisconsin is going to win, I'll tell you what, watch out for Washington State today. I almost took them as my underdog, but watch out for Washington State against uh, Oregon. I'm still not a believer in that Oregon offense, and Stanford's not that good. Washington State's going to pose some problems, and this probably won't age well, but I think Washington State's going to be uh, in it at the end with, with a chance to uh, to do something. My my one big thing that's going to happen today is that um, I think Virginia Tech will upset Miami, it, and I know they're a slight favorite, but they're not a favorite in my in my head. I mean, it's an unranked team versus a team in the top ten. So I don't know. Screw the betting line. I think Virginia Tech's going to find insane. a way. I it doesn't make sense to me. No. I was thinking. I was thinking. I looked and which I was means Virginia if, Tech's going to win by forty because people are going to lay money and go, ooh, plus two. Give me, give me the Hurricanes. <laughs> There's something we're I, not. I'm not COVID computing. results. Maybe COVID tests. I don't know. No, it's, that's the thing is I've looked it up and looked it up. And the only thing I can figure out is that they've figured out some kind of matchup where Virginia Tech should roll and they want you to bet on Miami. So that's why I think Virginia Tech's going to win because I think there's something glaring that th they do this a lot where you're like, man, this one really stinks. What the hell's going on here? And so you jump on what's obvious. You know, living in Florida, I don't fall for the, you know, for the okie doke on the Miami Hurricane football. But, but someone who's from like New York City sitting up there going, 
Huh, hurricanes, aren't they in the top ten? Give me plus two. That's just, this is easy money, and they'll throw all their freaking wad in there and go, oh, this is horse crap by 4 o'clock p.m. Mar Mar Marcus Vick ain't walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> and if he is, it's probably because he's going to start a dog fighting ring with his brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Remember when he got drafted by the Dolphins, Marcus Vick? They made they sound like he was going to be the secret weapon. He's going to put. He was a jag he was a jaguar for a hot minute. He was going to be like the new Cordell Stewart. He's going to be slashed. No one's going to be able to stop him. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then as you said at the beginning of the show, they'll put, let's put a bookend on it, Tony. He walked in the door. And he's like five foot four. And they're like, wait, what? 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 This, is, yeah. this is what we're doing. <laughs> Where's the guy whose shoulders you were on the whole time? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Tony, what's your walk-off today, sir? Man, what, a, a, a kind of a poo-poo day of college football, just with all the cancellations. But uh, we'll watch the Masters until about 4 and then and then head down to Gainesville. So it should be a fun night. You are going. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were or not. Uh, Carr, what's your walk-off? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty boring day. I'll probably watch one game. It'll be Arkansas-Florida. But, uh, yeah, the Masters and Florida football today. Angela. Yeah, I was I, I'm, along with everyone else. Not a great slate uh, day for college football fans to, to watch, but you got the Masters, and then uh, I know none of you guys care, but you got a lot of good international soccer games. Then uh, next week you have the NBA draft. Hopefully the two, two Florida State players go in the top 15. What's up, you were going to say something. Well, speaking of soccer, Florida State and North Carolina will meet in the, That's right. in the ACC championship game tomorrow. What can you explain to me why they're playing it at noon on a Sunday? What the hell is that about? Writing, I, yeah, I right, know. exactly. The, the more the thing that's more confusing to not confusing because I understand, but the thing that's more perplexing, I guess you could say, is that they're still planning on having an NCAA tournament in the spring. So, my thinking is how it like so the teams that play so uh, the Big Ten, someone's got to explain it up, to me, a couple of other programs. Uh, uh, conferences are playing in the spring so they're basically gonna say if you play in the fall and you're eligible to play in the the ncaa tournament you'll get invited so that means these players have to like florida state's in right but they were talking about duke last night and how they're kind of on the bubble so if you're those players they're gonna have to go the whole year don't you think that they, don't you think that they will add some out-of-conference games to keep themselves warmed up i i, I think that's what i don't happen. know i don't think it depends i it depends on the COVID situation. They don't want to be playing teams of conference teams. Well, the dates yeah, those, that they have tentatively. Those sports, they can kind of do what they want with it. And uh, Florida's not good this year. They, they beat Kentucky last night in overtime, but they're, they're not good. They've actually, they haven't played many games at all due to COVID. And the team had it, you know, a few months, a few weeks back. But um, yeah, they, they're basically, if they end up getting in, they'll, um, they can kind of schedule at will a few fun games like friendlies, like, you know, the international guys do. And I think that's what um, they'll just do. To, just to have competition before playing in the NCAA tournament. It's, well, it's a, also it's, it's the dates that I'm seeing, if, unless it's been updated again, um, it was, it was mid May there. So they're saying spring, but that's time. not spring. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's summer. Right. It was like May 5th, May 13th through the 17th or something. Is the is the championships around? So you're talking about leading in. It'll probably be like mid mid to late April is when they'll start the the you know the field of sixty four. Well, That's, yeah, because I have uh, I have one of my former players who's at Ohio State, and uh, she was saying how their season's going to start mid February. Okay, so they're you know 
So well, that's, I think, what I would think Florida State's going to do. This is just a guess is they'll obviously take the entire, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas off, et cetera, et cetera, and meet back sometime in January practice and then probably play two games a month ish going into it. And by then, if you've got the vaccine kicking, there will be more out of conference games, right? Yeah. So that's, but yeah, it is weird because I was looking at that at the beginning of the week. I was like, wait a minute, what does happen at the end of the ACC championship game? Cause I was, I was confused. I was like, I remember seeing something like two months ago. It said the NCAA was canceling all fall championships except for football. Cause football said, shut up. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you're not the boss of me anymore. NCAA <laughs> Nike, ABC, ESPN is, uh, so, um, but then I, I, I found the article last night says in the middle of May and it's supposed to be the championships are supposed to be exactly where Florida state and North Carolina are playing tomorrow back in Cary, North Carolina, which is, which is cool, but weird, even more dumbfounding is, and this is my walk-off. So not only is the, is the South is, uh, the FSU North Carolina game on at noon. Yes. Tomorrow. I'm like what you couldn't have played this either Monday night or Monday afternoon, should, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell are you doing? They should have done it Monday night. That would be that would be yeah. great. Ah, uh, because of football, NFL. Yeah, but, Monday but you could do it like but, six yeah. Eastern. You're you're right. done by by the by the NFL kickoff, and so that's dumbfounding. And then even what's even dumber? So this week, Florida State and all of them at the at the quarterfinals when they began the tournament, they started that thing back. It was either Monday or Tuesday, and then played again last night. The men's. I don't follow the men's much because Florida State's usually awful in it. They're starting their quarterfinals, meaning four games tomorrow to begin at noon Eastern. So not only do you have two games in the ACC soccer that's going to go up against each other head-to-head, the title game and then I forget who it is that's playing at noon. It's like North Carolina and somebody. But you're going to play four games on a Sunday going up against – the National Football League and the Masters. That is brilliant marketing, whoever's in charge of that crap. I mean, my God, what the hell are we doing? I'll never understand. put you in charge. Dude, I put feel you like, yes, I, I talk about this all the time. That I'm like, <laughs> there's not one person in the room goes, excuse me, um, can can we talk about the dates once again? No, they're all going, oh, this will be great. We'll build our brand. It'll be outstanding. All those ACC fans will be watching foot. We'll be watching soccer because it's because uh, the, the Masters is in April. Uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I mean, come on. Work with me, you bunch of putzes. Uh, Angela, I think I interrupted your walk off. No, I was going to say not only that, but it's on ESPN U, which is like, I mean, couldn't they have done ESPN too? I know they have the NFL. Well, no, because they got like bowling or something on. You, you can't interrupt. Yeah, they'll that. probably have darts. The darts championship. The cornhole championship for the fifty-sixth time this this COVID season. I don't even know if I'm watching live or or, or Memorex anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I I guess that'll about do it. Uh, great job, y'all. Uh, programming note, by the way. Two weeks from today, which is the Thanksgiving weekend, we won't be here. We won't be here the entire weekend. So anyone. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're not doing any armchair stuff. We're going to give everyone a weekend to recharge the batteries. And Florida, it's 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 not a traditional uh, playoff, uh, excuse me, traditional college football rivalries that weekend either. So I, I decided, like, what the hell? Because the next week, yeah, was, 
I was already getting ready for that full Florida Kentucky breakdown, so I'm color me disappointed. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy. Well, you can jump on Wednesday about- morning with us, and uh, or, or or Monday morning or Tuesday morning or whatever that week, because um, I was just, I looked at I was like, well, not only do we normally not do anything that weekend, but now we don't even have Florida State, Florida, all that junk that's usually on. Uh, as long as I still get paid. And the Iron Bowl, your your pay will you're, not, you're getting paid. Your pay will not. <laughs> be differentiated in any whatsoever everyone's gonna get the same amount as they normally do uh <laughs> that's fair the following weekend though is is the big one because you know tennessee and florida you know you can't sleep on that one we'll have to drag justin out of bed on a saturday they're young man they're hot that's right <laughs> all right we'll see y'all uh next week y'all all right boys take care Bye, guys go Knowles. Throws it downfield. It is caught by Dunn. He's got the first down to the 40. Down to the 50. Down down the side. Under the 40. Down to the 30. He separates. He's to the 20. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown, Florida State. Gators start at their own 20. Johnson lost it deep. Green is behind the defense. He's at the 35. He's at the 25. And he's tackled at the 17 yard line. Dobbs heaves it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Twenty-five to the thirty. Lindsey's got thirty-five, forty. Lindsey's got forty-five, fifty, forty-five, forty. One. Lindsey. Twenty-five, twenty, fifty, ten, five. Lindsey's got. Lindsey Scott! Lindsey Scott! Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right to a chair. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. You know, this game has always been called the world's greatest cocktail party. Do you know what is going to happen here tonight? And up at St. Simons and Jekyll Island and all those places?